This is a Podcast 225 production. Welcome to the Clay Young Show. How's it going, my friends? Welcome back to the Clay Young Show here on Podcast225.com, iTunes, and on the Talk 107.3 mobile app. Show number 129. Can you believe it? Episode 129 of this show. We shall uh, get to 150 before the year is over, and it's just kind of amazing that we've we've been able to get that many shows in in such a short amount of time. But I always appreciate the feedback I get from people who listen to the show. I appreciate the comments I get from you, and I'm looking forward to our show today. It's in two different parts and involves four phenomenal people, and I am excited about you hearing my discussions with them. First up, Leo Verde, the longtime general manager of Sullivan's Steakhouse, is our in-studio guest as we talk on the phone with James Toulier, who's in Houston, and James will give us an update on Nick. As I record this open, we've already done that interview, and you'll hear the passion in his voice, and we talk a little bit about some of what Nick has been through and what the doctors said to him immediately after the shooting that took place, as you hear this now, one year ago. And you'll also hear him talk about the perseverance of Nick and the commitment that he and Mary and Danielle, Nick's mom and fiance, respectively, have made to him. And it's, it's an example. And then Leo and I will joke a little bit about, among other things, the door here that has become the door of fame that he did get to sign as well and uh, take some stiff shots at Chief Inglade for not having an opportunity to sign the door. But uh, we, we kind of wrap on a fun note. And then we're going to talk with Tanya Garofola and Trenisha Jackson, who will be with us in studio as well, giving us an update on how things are with them. These ladies are definitely examples of strength and they have been through a lot a lot and their relationship is an example I think and so I'm so proud of the progress that they have made individually and and together and they are tight I mean they're closer than two magnets glued together they're tight And you'll get a chance to hear them give an update on how they are doing as well. So we'll take a quick break and come back and talk with Leo Verde and James Toulier here on The Clay Young Show. Podcasts have become a great way to get radio on demand. If you've wanted your own podcast, the time to call us is now. This year, Podcast 225 will be launching new shows and yours can be one of them. You won't have to build your own website and you'll be able to use professional broadcast equipment that will make your show sound amazing. If you'd like to know more, call 225-214-1550. That's 225-214-1550. Be a part of the on-demand audio movement today. 
Now's the time of year where people are outside enjoying South Louisiana evenings and your style can be kind of crimped by the mosquitoes that run you indoors. Let's fix that. Here's John Conroy, the founder and owner of Pest Stop. John, what are some options to solve the mosquito problem? The first thing you'd want to do is to treat the yard with a product that has a synthetic pyrethroid base to it. Okay. It will give you pretty much an instant kill on what's there. Okay. Plus, it will also put up a barrier that will prevent them from flying across your yard for several wow. months. Wow. And is this complicated? It's supply with a host sprayer, so it's not rocket science. Now, what about that great fogger that you guys sell? Oh, that is a really cool product. Uh, it's it's a standalone fogger. sits on the patio, or you can move it around anywhere. Push a button, a little remote control spits out for about a few seconds, and then it just what, annihilates what's there. Fantastic. So, in the New Orleans area, how can I get this stuff? Well, come by and see us. Our Metairie store is located at 3512 Severn Avenue. On the North Shore, we're at 1417 North Highway 190. That's in the same shopping center as Sherwin-Williams. And on the West Bank, we're on the Palco, just past the Harvey Bridge. And if I'm in the Baton Rouge area, how can I get it then? 806 O'Neill Lane. That's about a block south of Old Hammond Highway. Or if you have questions, just give us a call at 273-4788. Welcome back to the Clay Young Show. Back with Leo Verde, the longtime general manager of Sullivan's Steakhouse, good friend of mine and one of the co-founders of the Capital Area Law Enforcement Foundation. Leo, how are you, bud? I'm doing terrific. Thank you, Clay. Well, before we have our long conversation, we have a little bit of a surprise for our listeners. Uh, joining us by way of telephone is James Toulier, who's in Houston. James, how are you, my friend? I'm okay. A little tired, but uh, okay. I know that uh, that you've got a lot going on right now, and the initial question that everyone's going to want us to ask is, how is Nick? He's better today. Uh, you know, uh, he had major surgery Wednesday and Wednesday evening, and Wednesday night was real rough. Uh, severe pain, and you know, uh, he did have a seizure apparently. And but uh, you know, after they got some uh, meds straightened out and got him on a pain reliever that apparently uh, you know does better for him. Uh, then he's uh, quieted down a good bit. He's he slept real good all night long, and uh, you know he's they're going to be giving him a, a unit of blood today because his hemoglobin is uh, showing low. But overall, he's doing better. Uh, for people who are wondering about some of the progresses that he has made, I've I saw some of them last December, and people have gotten snippets of it. Kieran Chala's piece here. Uh, a day or so ago, talked about some of what's happened with Nick. Kind of tell people what you have been seeing from him in the way of progress. Well, he's uh, his motion ability is uh, getting uh, better. It's more fluid. Uh, when you know, I guess a f- couple of months ago, and, and let me say this way, some of it changed very quickly about a month or so ago. But a couple of months ago, when you would walk in uh, across the room in front of Nick, he would have to, he would try to focus on you, but then he'd have to move his head, uh, trying to find you, move it in, you know, uh, segmented motions. Uh, now, up and, you know, but before the, his surgery Wednesday, all of, it's like uh, about a month ago, a switch turned and he could just slowly track you, just smoothly track you mm-hmm. and watch you, you know, moving through the room. And uh, it's 
been that way with his arm motions and leg motions also. So we did, had uh, definite improvement, and that's about the same time that he uh, said hello. Yes. That's the first word he's spoken. You know, it's if if you hear the the audio of it, he definitely said the word hello. It's you know rough for him and tough for him, but uh, that's the first word he's spoken since the shooting. What talk a little bit about what that was like for you hearing that, hearing your son's voice again for the first time in so long? Well, it's unreal. Uh, we were guaranteed by doctors if miraculously he lived, he could never communicate in any form again the rest of his life. Uh, that section of his brain was destroyed. And, you know, here we are. Uh, he can. He can, you know, uh, tell you yes or no. He's very coherent of all his surroundings. He, you know, uh, Tier Memorial Herman quickly determined that, you know, he was awake when we got here. So they developed a, and then they saw he could move his head. And uh, this is nothing new to them. They quickly developed a yes-no system with him. And he, so he's been able to do that. But then, you know, the, the other part of it, you know, saying that he could never communicate or in any kind of way the rest of his life. And then to hear him say, hello, it's unreal. He had been mouthing the word hello for uh, a few weeks, but never could vocalize it and. So, you know, it just makes you feel that, uh, you know, there's still possibilities. Nick's future is not locked in. It's not written in stone. And so for people who that's don't, unreal. For people who don't know, he has two sons. Yes. And they have been there to see him. You told me a story yes. when we were together in Houston about how when he would come off of a long tour, they would help him get out of his boots. Tell that story, that, that, and, when, and when the boys visited that one time in Houston. Uh, 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 I'm not sure. I didn't tell you the, about the boots. I'm, I'm not sure that might have come from Danielle or Mary. Okay, I, sure. would, yeah, that he would, he would like, they would like uh, rub his feet, and he would give them a couple dollars, and one time they came in, and he kind of put his feet up to one of them. Oh yeah, yeah, and uh, when when they came here, you know, they, he he did do that. Uh, when when they came in the room, he lit up, and uh, and it, it, at one point got a very serious look on his face, <laughs> like he's wanting to tell them, you know, hey boys, and, you know, here's what I want you to do. And so he ended up moving his. Uh, it was his. Uh, I think it was his right foot he moved first, and it's like, here, you know, <laughs> grab my foot and yeah. massage it. Start, start rubbing uh, so my feet. My, yeah. Uh, well, uh, you know, for Danielle, who's also been amazing, and everyone has talked about her commitment and all of you and what you have done, 
just the the response and the love and the feedback that you've gotten from all over the country. Just kind of talk a little bit about what that's been like. Um, about the response? Yes. The, su- the, yes. the support that you've it, gotten. Uh, it, it has been unreal. Uh, it's moving. Uh, you know, uh, it's... It's unexpected. It, uh, we've never dreamed in our lives of something, you know, to start with happening to Nick like this, but then, then the outpouring of support from across the nation and even outside of our nation, from Canada and Sweden and Australia, just all over the world. It's, uh, the outpouring is just unbelievable. Well, my friend, we, we, we send a lot of love and support from here in, in Baton Rouge, and you know we're thinking about y'all, and uh, obviously you know that y'all are in our prayers, and if there's anything we can do, you know where we are. I do. I do, and I very much appreciate, uh, Clay, you and Leo's friendship. Uh, I very much appreciate the help and support of the Capital Air Law Enforcement Foundation, Caleb. Yes, sir. Uh, that uh, that was a fantastic uh, idea, fantastic brainchild of y'all's, and uh, man, it it just uh, you know we need uh, the public to get behind it and support it as best they can. I know that I've I've been told uh, by law enforcement officers that have contacted me from other states when I tell them about Kalis, they say. That is a fantastic idea, and they need to get something set up like that in their area. And you know, other than that, uh, we need uh, we need our government, we need our governmental leaders everywhere to get behind law enforcement officers. These officers didn't create the laws; we did. We hired them for very little pay, and to to enforce the laws that we create as a society. And for them to have a living wage, they have to work virtually all of their off time. You know, they call it details. And so we've got to give our law enforcement officers respect and support and stand behind them. Amen. Couldn't have said it any any better. Thank you, my friend. I'll be in touch a little bit later on. But again, God bless to y'all, James. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, too. God bless both y'all, and God bless everybody listening. Thank you. Thank All you, right. James. James Toulier joining us by way of phone there, man. Whew. Yeah. Well, gee, well, you know, it almost leaves you speechless Yeah. after you uh, you listen to Mr. James. And, you know, I mean, Clay, that's why we started this thing. And, uh, you know, it's that's just one story. You know, last year, there was 171 stories throughout the country. So mm-hmm. far this year, there's... 45 stories. I mean, yeah. if we look what just happened in New York City, a mother of three sitting at a uh, at a really bad neighborhood, just watching over, you know, make sure that nothing was going down, protecting people. And someone just came up to the car and just point blank shot her in the head and killed her. Uh, you know, we, we haven't talked a whole lot about, uh, Pat's been on a couple times, and I think you and I talked a few weeks ago about something that we had going, the golf tournament. And, and so... We haven't spent a lot of time, at least I haven't, talking about the beginnings of the Capital Area Law Enforcement Foundation. It really started after July, and it was an event, a fundraiser at Sullivan's. 
Correct. Uh, days after the flood happened. And it ended up doubling as both a fundraiser, but also a source of relief for people who needed to get out of their house and go to something positive because people had been in their homes, mm-hmm. stuck in their neighborhood neighborhoods because of the flood. And we kind of got started that night, but it was within that night we knew we couldn't stop that with that had, event that at Sullivan's. Had, you know, it's, it's, it's funny how things work out. You know, if you think about where we were, a year ago at this time, you mm-hmm. know, let's go back to Monday, you know, Sunday, which is going to be the anniversary. I mean, at that time, after those shootings, I mean, this city was about to explode. No there question. Was a, uh, you know, there was a feeling that, you know, this is, you know, a volcano and it's, yeah. just, it's just something building up and mm-hmm. it's going to be, and it happened. I mean, the shootings happened. Prior to that, we had the shooting you know, in North Baton Rouge. And, um, you know, God's got a funny way of working things out, you know. Yeah. Uh, then the floods hit. Yeah. You know, and the floods unified the city. Yeah. The floods brought blacks, whites, Spanish, Rich, poor. Rich, yeah, poor. Everybody together. Everybody together. And it was something that I think, I personally think that... Um, What's needed? I mean, well, you, we don't you, talk about. You that. never, yeah, you don't talk about these things. I mean, that yeah. that the city was in such a flux, state of flux. You know, there was hatred and there was pointing fingers and it was black against white yeah. and this and that and yeah. you know, uh, it, it was it was ugly. It was, it was scary. It was scary. And all of a sudden, the floods come in, the rain and the rain and the rain, and all of a sudden, the waters rise and yeah. And here you are, people are drowning, people are being saved, and, yeah. you know, blacks are helping whites, and white, and, man, it just, it was it was a beautiful thing to see Baton Rouge, and, you know, I'm a firm believer that, I mean, you know, everybody's, some everybody, those people have agendas, Clay, and then they're gonna do what they have to do to create their agenda, and, yeah. and create trouble, Yeah. but we're not like that. I mean, if we you are look, not. if you look at us, if you look at Caliph, you know the, 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 the all the diversity, the on diversity our board. that we have. I mean, you got a guy from, you know, you just took me to your hometown. Yeah, yeah. Now, I've never been so out it, there. It, it never you been know? west of here. You know, Leo. Obviously, I was born in Baton Rouge and ended up being spent growing up basically in New Roads, Louisiana, out west of here. And Leo's never been that way. And and I mean, I was, you know, I mean, I'm, I come from Venezuela. Yeah, you know, yeah, real yeah. south of the border. <laughs> right, you know, right. You know, and then we got someone from North Baton Rouge. Yeah, he's as, he's as white as they get. No question. You know, as and crazy I mean, as they get, and, too. and crazy as they get. As and, and former Chief Pat Anglade, yeah. and here we are, just all kidding, Chief. three of us. Yeah, all of a sudden, just, I mean, we just became. Unify. I mean, it's like yeah. a brotherhood. Yeah. And then we had some other people that joined our group. But, I mean, at that time, we needed that. And, I mean, I think the beautiful thing about Calif is that since we started this thing, not too many people, I can probably count them in one hand or two hands, that told us no. Oh, you yeah. I mean, I mean, everybody gets what we're doing and yeah. why we're doing it. And, and they're good people here. And, you know, John Daniel was in here. Uh, the last episode was with him and he said something that I'll never forget. He said a lot of things that I'll never forget. But one of the things he said is he heard this old phrase that there are two wolves inside of us fighting all the time. And the one that wins is the one we feed. 
And it's the truth. Mm-hmm. The July last year, that month, was tough. And the narrative that people had out there about us was so bad that we were hateful, that we were just a racist town. Mm-hmm. We didn't care about one another, you know, overly violent. And then August, not even 30 days later, the flood happens and all you see is love. People showing up in neighborhoods with bottled water and food. People showing Feeding. up dressed to help gut. Uh, you know, I helped a couple of friends. It's, and you saw it all over. And that happened too. But we don't talk about that. Yeah, well, you know, we never talk about the good things. I mean, you know, we we as a as a restaurant, we decided that right, right during the floods that you know we we are gonna take this and we're just gonna try to help as much as we can and unify as much as we can. And mm-hmm. we, look, we went, we fed fourteen thousand people right. in a week, right? You know, and we went to North Baton Rouge, and mm-hmm. I, you know, I I could have cared less. You know, and I went to North Baton Rouge, and I'll tell you, I've never felt so much love. No question. I had people hugging me. No question. Crying. Just because I gave them a hamburger with potato chips and a bag of water. But that's a thing. And the same thing happened in Central, and the same thing happened in, 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 you know, when we went to uh, Pat's, and when we went to to Denham, and I mean, when we went to... I mean, everywhere we went. But that's a thing. We spend so much time. The, the, North Baton Rouge as a place has be. I don't even understand how it how it has become this. But it's it's almost like there are different species of people living there, mm-hmm. and that's not true. There no. there are people who go to work. There are people who go to school. There yep. are people who are retired. Not every person there is a criminal. Obviously, there are criminals in every aspect of life. Everywhere. But we spend so much time putting people into categories. At the end of the day, you either want to help people or you don't. That's really all this well, is about. That, that's what the whole thing is all about. You know, it's like there's bad people everywhere. Everywhere. Every color, every that's right. size. Every and in shape, every institution. In every institution. You know, there's bad people in the restroom yeah. business. And yeah. there's there's people in bad people in radio and there's yeah, bad people yeah. in press. Yeah. Everybody. But man, you can't be just always thinking that there's bad people everywhere you look, you know, and, and, and the thing is, you know, you either take it and make it positive mm-hmm. and try to change and influence someone every day mm-hmm. and make it better. Or you can choose to just stand idle and watch things crumble. Let's talk a little bit about some of the people that we have met in the last year. I mean, we 11 months, really, for us, because mm-hmm. uh, Caliph was born a few weeks after the shooting. I mean, there were there were conversations, but it was officially, I think, born that night at the, Sullivan's. The, I mean, the, the day of the event. Right? The, and talk about some of the people that we have met, because we've met, and, and not just the, the widows and James, but we have met some amazing people in this last 11 months. Well, I think, you know, you, you got you got to think about the board. You yeah. know, I mean, you got some... Pretty special people on that board. Pretty incredible, yeah. amazing individuals that have become the top of the top of the heap in their professions. Well, you've got you the know? chief financial officer at Women's Hospital. You've got John Paul Funes, Who's, who runs the Lake, the Lake Foundation, Our Lady of the Lake Foundation. Yes. Uh, 
Colonel, retired Marine Colonel David Cuvion, who commanded men and the theater of war in Iraq, okay, he's, ran a province there. He's at Blue Cross now. The man's a stud. He, I mean, he, no man. question about it. My buddy Brian Bennett, who, you know, successful yep. guy who does insurance and financial work. Uh, Matthew Englade, Pat's youngest That's boy, right. who's who's a part of this. And, you know, gosh, you know, Monica Zumo, who is just one of the most delightful people you could ever meet. Melissa Caruso. We've got, and, and both of them are in, in the CP. And, and uh, uh, accounting business, gosh, and we can go on and on you, and you on mean, about the names. You can go names. on and on, you know. But I mean, number one, I mean, and Lori Inglade, who, by the way, is the reason we tolerate Pat Inglade. But oh, that's a whole. Thing. She's the brains behind there's the whole no thing. There's no doubt about that. There's no doubt. I mean, that's think a tough th- job. Yeah, that's a very tough job. Yeah. That's someone that I mean, gosh, should get paid a lot of money. She should get paid a lot of money. Man, you know, but we should get paid a lot more. for putting up with him. Absolutely, I mean, he's been Pat, texting yeah. us and harassing us as we've been sitting to do. Yeah, this we're podcast. sitting here talking, and my phone is blowing up. Yeah. But you know, if, if you talk about the people we met, I mean, then you got all the people within the community that I mean, you know, we raised, you know, a little bit south of half a million. Actually, dollars. actually, I saw the numbers the other day. We raised over a five hundred thousand. Okay, so a little north of. Half, Half a million. million, right? You know, I mean, think about that. In yeah. this short period of time, the amount of money that we raised, and that could only be possible by the people in our community. I well, mean, we were yeah. we were with Todd Graves what two, three weeks two ago. Weeks ago. I mean, one of the most successful, yeah, amazing guy too. Individuals yeah. in this country right no now. No question, fastest it's growing fastest, fast food chain uh, in America. In America, yeah. You know, that's that's not. That doesn't just happen. Right, right. I mean, the man's got a ethic, and, you know, and he came from Baton Rouge, yeah. and, you know, he went to LSU, mm-hmm. and to be the fastest growing chain in America. Yeah. I mean, and he was gushing about what we were doing. But, in fact, we took him a flag today at his Baton Rouge uh, headquarters right. office, and he's like, I th- I'm, I'm going to take this to the house. Yeah, he <laughs> wanted to. But, you know, I mean, things like that, I mean, that's what's made. Are successful, right? You know, and, and, and we can go on and on. And the amount of people showed up to the golf tournament, and the amount of money that we raised in two events at Sullivan's, and then and then the that the golf tournament was so successful mm-hmm. that what we have going next week, uh, next month uh, as Perkins well, Road in yeah. Perkins Road. So you know, I mean, that's the amazing people that we met. And then of course, I mean, I, I I'll be honest with you. I mean the the three widows, yeah. I, there are no words. There right. are no words to describe right. the strength, uh, the perseverance that these women have. I mean, right. I, there's no words. There's no words to describe how amazing they are and how lucky those three men were to have those ladies as wives and, and yeah. mothers of their children. Because let me tell you, the kids will know for the rest of their life where their daddies were. Well, I mean, and, I, I, and well, two in, in, in Mason's case and Trenisha Jackson's son's case, yeah. he was a little more than an infant when his father was taken. And in Desha Gerald's case, her son was born, born after after his father was was assassinated. And, and it's just they're just there's so many dynamics to what has gone on. And, you know, I've said here about I, I, after the, the Sterling shooting. I talked with police officers. I had Sandra Sterling, his aunt here, talking with her about that. And she said, sitting in that chair, she doesn't think the police department is racist. And she had lots of emotions. I've stayed away from that subject because that's still being dealt with in the legal process. And I have a rule about 
giving opinion and opining on things that are still going. I mean, the I helped Hiller with the presentation, so I was comfortable after the fact talking about it and having him here. And at some point, we'll talk about that. But right now, my biggest question for Baton Rouge is, who do you want to be? Yes. We, Abraham Lincoln says the best way to predict the future is to create it. Mm-hmm. What future do we want to create? Do we want to be a city that tries to work together or do we want to just sit and throw bombs? Because if we want to be a perfect city. There's not one. There's no perfect city. I mean, utopia I don't, I don't doesn't know, exist. Doesn't exist. You know, I think that you have to make a choice. Either you yeah. want to be part of the the positive change or yeah. you want to be part of the negative change. Yeah. You want to be part of the, you know, the, the, the change that's going to make things right, you know. I, 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 you know, I, I tell everybody, you know, I, I'm, I love Big Buddy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and you and I yeah. have both been part of Big Buddy. And, and I got a funny story about that, though. Big Buddy. Is it about your video of you dancing, Big Buddy? Or oh, you're gonna go there? First of all, <laughs> I didn't take my I didn't take my shirt off. Well, and interestingly, you mean you you say that? So you were on. We team. need to talk to Gail. No, you know? no, we don't either because I, I'm thinking about a lawsuit against Big Buddy to get that video off YouTube. You danced in a shimmering silver button-down shirt. No, it was a blue shimmering button down okay shirt. maybe that's what it, i thought yeah. i saw a picture of you wearing a gray no, shirt into that shirt i changed into the did you give that shirt back to leonard yes i did guess what shirt i was wearing when i danced in no you danced before you danced no year, no after me. after oh you wore that shirt i i still have that shirt <laughs> i said are you freaking kidding me uh, i still have talk leonard, about recycling I, I, right huh? I, and i was gonna give it back to leonard he was like i oh, don't worry about it and i saw that picture of you i was like what <laughs> now uh, I'm dancing in Leo Verde's hand-me-downs. Uh, you know, this is just this is too much to take. I'll man. take some of your hand-me-downs. You know, <laughs> like I wore a tie today and everything. I one of my best suits over here. He's wearing a polo shirt. Well, no, it's what not is, just a polo. With his name with written the, all over with the company logo it, on it. it I mean, company it, logo it, and a picture of him ha, on the logo. Ha, what's that? A picture of uh, me on the logo? So, hey, no, but look, going back I to got the, talked into Friday. The, the whole big buddy thing, you know, is, is like. I became so enamored with this group yeah. that as long as I can, as long as I, I can help them, I will be part of Big Buddy. Oh, sure. And then to see the changes that that group has on a child that, yeah. that has no future. Right. You know, we, we've sat there and heard about kids that were going down the wrong, right. wrong path. Right. And because they become involved with Big Buddy, are now able to go to college and right. doing really well and have graduated from college. Yeah. And, you know, they want to come back and help. That's what you got to choose. Either mm-hmm. you want to be part of the change or you just want to sit there. Or you, you do you want to be someone that because you have an agenda right? Right. are going to go around driving, you know, building walls between people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have that in our in our community. We have that in our in our government. You can't do that. You're never going to be effective. You either open up your doors to everybody or you do what you do and continue building walls. Walls are dangerous. You know, on this, as this show is airing, we are obviously uh, remembering what happened. Uh, I texted Pat Inglade, by the way. I said, we're in the midst of doing the show now. Uh, we can call you. And he says, I'm busy looking for new friends. Wow. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> we won't even tell you why that is, but that, you know, he had that one coming. So oh, he, he <laughs> sent me the same message, yeah, by the way. We had that one coming. I have, he, to, I have to bleep a couple of things. Yeah, that's here, exactly but. right. Yeah. You know, he could be censored. Uh, but but going back to, let's say, the golf tournament, which is going to happen again now in, in less than a year at Santa Maria and the great job that Fabian and, and all of the people there did helping us and Brock and all of those folks. And then before the event, before the guys were going out to get, you know, the round started, there was a shotgun start and we we're talking about what we were doing. And so many of them were shaking their heads going, I didn't know that departments couldn't afford vests for everybody. I mean, every time we get the same reaction from people when we tell them that. Right. Well, you know, it's like when when we talk to people about what Caliph is doing, right? We you know we tell them that hey, this is to buy protective gear for the police officers. Mm-hmm. Most of them are going like, well, what do you mean protective gear? Right. You know, they think hey, they have a budget. Right. That budget takes care of all of that. No, you know, they they no, you no. know they have this gigantic you know chest of money that they can do all these things, and you go like. Uh, no, they don't. I mean, right. especially our community, you know, with the floods. I mean, they took a big, big hit. You know, they, 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 most of East Baton Rouge Parish, I mean, they get their revenue from taxes. Mm-hmm. You know, they took a huge hit. Well, it looked like, like Livingston got blasted. Livingston got blasted. So yeah. when we tell them people that, they were like, oh, okay, well, we're not buying guns. No, no, we're no not, offensive we're, stuff. We're not buying billy clubs. No. We're not buying, you know. Only protective uh, gear. Only protective gear. And, you know, we, I think those guys, were they, they were shocked because they thought they were going to go and, you know, have a golf tournament where they were going to have a. You know the typical, yeah. you know. Oh man, drinks everywhere and <laughs> certain things everywhere. And we all been to those golf tournaments before, <laughs> yeah, right? Right, right. And you know, I mean, we have the the the, the color guard number yeah. one. That yeah. that was such a touching ceremony. Bagpipes. You know the bagpipes. Yeah. You know the guy coming out the woods, and you know the only thing that we had was a flyby. And yeah, we, I'm working on that maybe for next, next year. Maybe next year I'll have that, but. You know, once they saw that we had some, you know, some uh, some of law enforcement driving carts, mm-hmm. thanking them, sure. they, they, they were in awe. Mm-hmm. They were in awe. I mean, that's the reason why we were able to, you know, raise in two days almost 170000 well, Before expenses, like you said, that thing did almost two hundred grand. Almost two hundred grand two days. in two days. So, and then, you know, we've been able to help other, I mean, we, we started just, we don't have BRPD in, B, in East Baton Rouge. Now we're 11 Police parishes. Now we're 11 parishes. <laughs> yeah. You know, we just made uh, a donation to, to Walker. We just mm-hmm. made a donation to, to Port Allen. We just made a donation. New roads. New roads. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we get in French settlement. It yeah. asked us for help. We, we, this could be something that can go statewide. I think which so. Which I think is our goal. And yeah. You know, like 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 Mr. James just said, and you know, Pat has spoken before. You know, people from all over the the country mm-hmm. going like, "What? What is this?" Yeah, you know, um, it's needed everywhere. It is. You know, it, I guarantee you, if we go to some of the biggest police departments, L.A., New York, and they'll go, "We don't have this." No one has thought of this. So it started, you know, a very very grass grass round. You know, roots kind of kind of thing, and then by you know by a couple of us that just thought that we needed to do something, something. something you know, we we didn't want to just sit there. Yeah, um, we didn't want to see another police officer 
die and in, in the line of duty. Since we started it, we've yeah, and then we lost, you know, and, and, we, and we lost, you know, um, another one, but Sean it, Anderson. Sean Anderson. So yeah. it's just uh, we, we, you can make a difference, and I think that that, that we are making a difference, and and we chosen to to do the right thing. Yeah, you know, do right and fear no man. Yep, we don't answer to anyone. That's nope. the beautiful thing about Caliph. You know, we, we want to help. We help. We yep. we don't play the political. Nope. Um, Doesn't matter thing. race, politics, none of that. Yeah, none we, of that. You know, we don't care where we have to go. Yeah. Uh, all we do is need the money. Yeah. And we need the money. <laughs> That's with, right. A very important thing. We need That's the money. We need the money. We need the money, and, and, and something that is going to be uh, turning to something positive. So it's it, we'll continue doing this, man, because you know I, I feel like we can't stop. You know, well, we thought that this would be another, like you know, Clay and I joke about. You know, we sit on different boards and right. stuff like that. And, you know, usually you, hey, we talk every one, once a month, every two months, three months. This is almost like a daily thing. You know? Oh, man. It, I talk to you. And, and that's the thing. We talk so much. There's so much going on. I mean, as we sit to do this interview, we've got the event in Perkins Row that's going to take place in August. Uh, in September, we're going to be in New Orleans for this national organization that goes around the country and they put on fundraising golf tournaments. And this year, they're giving their money to the Capital Area Law Enforcement Foundation. The end of the year in December, the we'll uh, Red, White, and Blue Christmas, our Christmas event that was at Sullivan's last year in December. So it'll be the the end of the year event. So we we still have big big Sunday, events I mean, coming, Sunday, and then Sunday, yeah. um, and you know, some of you as of as of having heard this. Uh, the Sunday before the anniversary is is there is a service at St. Gerald in North Baton Rouge Catholic Church across the street from Tony's Seafood there. And, you know, it's it, there's just so much work to be done. But listen, as we wrap up, I want to I do want to have you back at some point because I caught a lot of grief because Brian Dykes was in here and we talked about wine and pairing and everything. And my dear friend has been all over me about that since then. And so uh, it's something. What, what do you mean by that? <laughs> I can't imagine. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about somebody else. Okay. So, uh, you know, we, we need to do that. We need to we need to sit down and and talk about that because you are very By the way, I love Brian Dykes. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I'm just joking around. By, about by the that. way, you know, I mean, and we, we got to send a shout out to his staff, you know, your event. Smoke them if you got them. How'd you like that? That was that was Leo's uh, first time attending the event. Well, What'd you, you think? know, well, it was incredible. Yeah. But you know what I was going to talk about was like it couldn't have been the worst night weather wise of the year. Oh my gosh! Lightning, thundering, gusting winds, gusting winds, buckets of water. Man, and Man. the staff of Ben Seventy Seven is going through the courtyard <laughs> right. across, and these kids are soaking, <laughs> soaking wet. wet. Yeah, and they're. Picking up glasses yeah, and they bring him yeah, food yeah, yeah. and they moving chairs yeah. and I, I was like, wow. Yeah, no, it was. I was, was like, you know, this is. That's when you know you got a good city. Yeah, because well, it stormed. That it, night. it was bad, and I mean, we had a great turnout, but yeah. you know, Brian's staff was just like they were on point. You know, yeah. he came for his anniversary yeah. to the restaurant. I told him that's like, man, you got some committed. <laughs> Committed kids. No, the kids. Are I mean, my my complaint when it's raining outside and they're on the like. <laughs> and you don't have a courtyard. And we, and we don't have a courtyard. So, you know, it's raining. I'm like, well, okay, get to work. I mean, his kids were like just like banging it. So, uh, kudos to you, Brian, and Ben seventy seven. But yeah, that was a great event. Well, we're doing it again next year. Next year will be the fifth year, the fifth anniversary of Smoke 'Em If You Got Them. And, and your we'll special see. guest was just Taya Kyle. Amazing, wow. wasn't she? Wow. Yeah. 
Another, another strong woman. And she know? was impressed by the ladies that she met. She didn't know she was going to get to meet them and was so yeah. impressed by them. And all of the widows were there, uh, except Desha, right. who had just had her, her baby. baby. So she wasn't she wasn't out there then. But the other wives were there, Trenisha, Tanya, and then Sean Anderson's widow, Becky, was Becky there as well. Becky showed up as well, too. Listen, man, go have a steak at Sullivan's Steakhouse if you're around. By the way, order the Brussels sprouts. Holy cow. <laughs> And he's got a corn dish in there that Pat Inglade and I have affectionately nicknamed crack corn. Crack corn. <laughs> but I've never had crack, but I'm su- I'm assuming it's got it can't be more addictive than that corn is. That corn's pretty good. Or you can have the Pat special, which is the ribeye wrapped in bacon. Let me tell you something. I haven't had that, and I didn't even know you had that. That almost ended our friendship. I didn't even know we had it till like Pat showed me a picture. I mean, I it just I unbelievable. So how did he get that? He was from our Del Frisco's. And they had it chipped in for him? No, 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 no. It was a Del Frisco's in, I think it's Philadelphia. That yeah. It. And he saw the picture and like he kept giving me and my chef a grief about it. And the chef said, well, let me call Philadelphia. And they did it and they he ate the whole thing. Of course he ate the whole thing. You know, he probably chewed on the bone as he was leaving it, out of there. We, it, uh, it's about... 3,000 calories. Oh, are you kidding? It's got to be more than that wrapped in bacon? Well, it's like 22 ounce bone in ribeye. I mean, there are no carbs in bacon, but there's a hell of a lot of calories. Yeah, well, it's got to be 3,000 something. I mean, I don't know. It's somewhere. And then he ate a whole thing of corn. So, <laughs> crack corn, crack corn for dessert. So, uh, you know, we're going to catch it for, for, well, for all this, hey, right? Listen. <laughs> Once it's it's good to once just kind of give it back. Give it to him yeah. one time, right? Where he can't. Here's our fierce himself. leader, so yeah. we gotta we gotta give him a little help from yeah. time to time. Yeah. So. Well, brother, again, man, I appreciate it. Thank you for coming by. You got part of the reason Pat's going to be giving us grief and has given us grief is because Leo's gotten to sign the door. And the he door, hadn't. man, that famous door. I mean, I'm like I'm right next to Kip Holden, you know, Jeff Ladeau, Jeff Ladeau, Brian Lowe, B Lowe, <laughs> B Lowe, B Lowe's in there. Yeah, you know? Garrett's up there on the door. I see few. Chris Stewart, my buddy Chris Stewart <laughs> is there too. So you got some famous people. Yeah, well, you got some good folks there. Brian Taylor is up there as well. Yeah, but you're running out of room for Pat. Well, Pat Angler. Yeah, you um, know what? I, I don't know that I have room for his name. That's too many letters in a name. I don't think we can get that on the door. I'll think about it. Maybe he'll be the first person I charge to get on that door. Two of the wives have signed the door as well. Yeah, Tanisha so, I saw that. Tanisha saw it. Yeah. Uh, but, man. Well, you know, the kick plate, you can put him on the kick, <laughs> the kick plate. kick plate at the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> got some room at the kick plate, so. I just got to figure a way. You know, Richard Condon came in here and defamed the door. Just uh, Stephen yeah. Wagaspak assigned it to a wax. Yeah, Condon's look like graffiti. You know, it does, doesn't it? It looked like somebody used spray paint. And, spray it's, paint, and, it's, and it's, it's vulgar. He found a way to be vulgar, but over the heads of kids, but, you know, it's it's vulgar. Yeah. But that's kind of a word to describe Richard. You, you can always put like a, I don't know, like... Like tape over it or something? Yeah, something. Yeah. You know, like a, uh, I don't know, or paint it. <laughs> oh, paint over it. <laughs> All uh, right, folks. Leo Verde, the general manager of Sullivan's Steakhouse, one of the leaders in this community and... I appreciate his friendship, and we're just getting started with Caliph. We are just yes. getting started. We're just getting started. Thank you, brother. Supporters. Yep. All right, we'll take a quick break, and as promised, we'll come back and talk with Tanya Garofola and Trenisha Jackson right here on the Clay Young Show.
This is Dr. Mary Catherine Roderick. And I'm Katie Fetzer. We're the owners and co-founders of The Wellness Studio, a mental health practice with locations here in Baton Rouge and Covington. We are also your host for The Waiting Room Podcast here on podcast225.com. Our podcast is a journey into the world of mental health. On our show, we're going to discuss some of the various forms of mental health conditions. We're also going to shed light on the various ways our listeners can get a better understanding of how the mind works and why we do what we do. So subscribe today to get The Waiting Room Podcast here on podcast225.com, iTunes, and the Talk 107 mobile app. This is the Clay Young Show on podcast225.com. Back with Trenisha Jackson and Tanya Garofola. Well, I know you guys don't want to talk a whole, a whole lot about the anniversary and all the details and all of that. So let's just talk about how y'all are doing today. Well, I'm doing okay. It's, of course, bittersweet. Yeah. Yeah. Trenisha? Yeah, I'm okay as well. You know, you guys have become examples, and we've talked a little bit about that. What have you learned about yourself? I asked you this question in December. What have you learned about yourself in now the one year since all of this took place? That I'm still surviving, that I've made it, mm-hmm. that I didn't think that, that I would. And, and I see that there's strength there that I didn't know I had. Right, right. And I agree. I'm stronger than I ever was. You know, your oldest boy, well, your, your only son, uh, Brad Jr., he's had some moments in the last year that have really, they had to have made you go, wow, he's got some character well advanced his age. Yes, he does. Um, I feel like that's his dad reaching through. Yeah. And, you know, he's, he's feeling comfortable with himself and, and taking the role of man of the house and mm-hmm. he's real protective of me and his sisters more so me than his sisters but um he definitely has what do y'all think about the city now i know that everybody talks and i said this this morning and as we record this this morning at a at a blue mass that everybody seems to want to talk only about the negative and i said last july was only discussed in terms of the negatives but august happened too and people who lived in different parts of the city people of different color different economic means all jumped in to help one another what have y'all learned about baton rouge in the last year i'll let trenisha go first this time i've learned that um we all could come together and show unity yeah and just in my situation alone i received help from african americans caucasians asians everyone stepped in and offered assistance, as well as when the flood happened. Everyone was pitching in, helping each other. And I think that um, Baton Rouge as a city should show that all the time. And talk more about it. What do you say, T? Uh, I I agree. Um, The flood was definitely a situation. Um, You you didn't have a choice. You just had to jump in and help, regardless of what color you were, where you lived, uh, what neighborhood you're from. I mean, it, it was that situation was do or die. And, and we had to do and step yeah. in. Yeah. You know, we won't talk about the politicians, but everybody tries to talk about what you guys think about things that are going on in the city. And quite frankly, I talk to y'all pretty regularly and I don't even ask y'all about some of the stuff going on because it really doesn't matter. But if you had to tell the city that you would like them to know one thing about where we're going, if you had to say, OK, people said, you know, what do you think we can do to become, as Trinisha talked about, a city that treats each other that way all the time? What would you say? We have to move forward in a positive manner. Which means? Means unity, 
get to know your community, get to know your neighbors, get go outside of your neighborhood and get to know people that you normally wouldn't get to know. Trenisha? <laughs> yeah, I agree with Tanya. Working together, getting to know your neighbors. I didn't even know my neighbors, <laughs> but I know them now. And so I, I think that we all should go down different paths and not being so closed minded. Yeah. Well, look at the two of y'all getting to know one another. I mean, you're reserved. And people who don't know Trenisha, they just assume she's just as reserved. But she is a lit match all the time. That's right. And that is right. Anybody in the room disagree with that description? Okay, nobody's disagreeing with it. But y'all are both people who are passionate about being straightforward with people. And then y'all getting to know one another. What's that been like? T&T. What's that been like? I mean, y'all are almost inseparable. It's a whirlwind, and and it's we're just showing people, no matter what our circumstances, we can be there for each other. We can be strong for each other. It, it's a force to be reckoned with. <laughs> no doubt about yes. it. Yes, and it, it's amazing how this had to happen for us to be brought together. Did y'all know each other at all before all of this? No. Yeah. And we are a prime example that shows that it doesn't matter what color you are, you can still get along and have a a good relationship with each other. Unity. I, I said to somebody this morning that love is not a color. It's not a race. It's not a gender. It really is about your ability to do what's right by the other person. And it's funny because I think people want to try. They just need to know what direction. Uh, Garrett Graves spoke this morning and he talked about coming up north of Florida Street, you know, coming up here. And just mixing with people and being a part of it. I think that's true. The boogeyman sometimes exists in neighborhoods because people won't even drive into them and see, you know, who's there and caring about people. And the flood forced it. And I was pretty proud of the town because they didn't seem hesitant to go out and help their neighbors. I mean, and we don't even talk about August. We spend so much time dwelling on the negative. And that's right. You shouldn't wait for a tragedy to happen or disaster to happen to help your neighbors or get to know people. How's Mason? Mason is good. He's growing so fast. Yeah, Mason, is he, he? he's pretending not to walk now, right? Yes. <laughs> I told her as much. He was someplace and she shot video of him walking around. And he was walking around like he, uh, like he owned the lease on the place. Yeah. And then got him away from that. And he didn't want to walk. Why would he walk? You're his Uber driver. He, you can right. carry him everywhere he wants to yeah, go. He, he walks when he wants to walk. How, he's going to be two when? March 18th. March 18th. And your two youngest, uh, well, Braley's got a birthday in December. Everybody knows that because mm-hmm. she had Coach Orgeron singing happy birthday to she her did. last year. So I know she her did. birthday's in December. Sammy is when? Is August 26th. So c- around the corner. Yeah. Brad Jr. is August 12th. Any, any final thing y'all want to say? just about now I mean people wonder how you're doing you've answered that question you kind of talked about what you want for the city anything y'all want to share before Uh, I still I I would still like to thank everybody for their support their love support and prayers Um, the entire community the state around I mean around the US um, people continue to lift us up in prayer and love and support and I just want to thank everyone as well And I'm sorry that I did not get to do thank you cards, but I've received so many things Mm -hmm. that it'll take me days to do thank (laughs) you cards, but I really appreciate everyone um, from the bottom of my heart. Um, And it's like every holiday, I am not being forgotten. Even on Father's Day, Mason got a gift, and I thought that was so sweet. So I just want to thank everyone all across the world. Thank you. Thank you so much. 
And please continue to keep me and my family in prayer because prayers are still needed. Absolutely. Final question. What's holding y'all up? Like, what keeps you going? God keeps me going. My family and Tanya. The same. I mean, if it if it wasn't for God, prayers, community support, love, Trenisha, my kids. I mean, I have no choice. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel. There's there's no choice in the matter. I have big shoes to fill, and and I'm gonna get up and try to fill them every day. Yeah, it's it's easy to quit. <laughs> it's it, we we push for effort to keep going. Right. Well, thank y'all, ladies, for coming by and talking with me. Taking it easy on me, especially you, Trinisha. I appreciate it. I would like to say one more thing. Yes. Um, although Trinisha and I have gotten close, I don't consider her my friend. She's my little sister. Oh, thank That's you, so sweet. Family. That is so sweet. I didn't know you were going to say something nice to her before we wrapped up the interview. <laughs> I'm just joking, just joking. Y'all are a great example, and y'all are not just talking it. Y'all are living it, and that's important. All you have to do is open your heart, and uh, as, a, as a pretty wise young man said, don't let hate infect your heart. Thank you, ladies. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Promote your business or organization on podcast225.com. Podcast225.com is quickly becoming a weekly tradition for Louisiana listeners. Every month, thousands hear the weekly Clay Young Show. Every week, Clay sits with some of the state's most fascinating and entertaining people. Posting your company's logo on the podcast225.com website or having a professionally produced commercial air on The Clay Young Show is a great way to access a loyal and informed audience. Get more information by calling 225-214-1550. That's 225-214-1550. Clay Young here with Brian Lowe with Brian Lowe Financial. Brian, for business owners right now, how are interest rates possibly going to impact them? But You know, interest rates are still relatively low. Yeah. And business owners are busy, yeah, and they want to keep some of their cash available, but they don't want to make nothing. Sure. So if you're not making at least two and a half percent of your money, give me a call. Yeah. We can find a liquid option for you. It's linked to some index. It could make five, six percent. The okay. cap can be twelve. Yeah. But if you're a business owner, it's very easy to find nine to ten thousand dollars in tax deductions right mm. now for you. Mm. So look, in ten years, it's a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, we can save you a hundred thousand dollars in taxes in ten years. So yeah. give me a call. We have a CPA. We have an attorney board certified tax specialist. It's very easy. You have kids, you can put them on payroll. Sure. That's one option to lower your taxes. Yeah. Another option is, uh, you know, you can use your home. If you have business uh, done there four times in a year, we could get you about a $40,000 tax deduction. Give me a call. If you're a business owner, this is a call you need to make. Look him up at brianlowfinancial.com. Welcome back to the Clay Young Show. No doubt about it, the last year has been... Something. At just that moment, as I'm rifling through words in my mind that I could use to describe it, at just something. 365 days that, in many ways, saw us look at ourselves in so many different ways. And as I referenced earlier, there was July and then there was August, and a lot of what has happened since then. And I think Baton Rouge's best days are still ahead of her, but last year was no doubt tough. I want to thank Leo for coming by, sitting in studio, even though he gave me a hard time, and James Toulier as well for making time for with us, uh, making time for us, rather, 
and he's got a lot going on right now. And also TNT, Trinisha and Tanya for coming by and sitting and talking with us as well. Don't forget, you can subscribe to the show on iTunes. Just search Clay Young Show on podcast225.com. You can also listen to The Waiting Room there with Dr. Mary Catherine Rodrigue and soon-to-be Dr. Katie Fetzer. You can hear their show twice a month here on podcast225.com. And we've got at least a couple more shows coming in the coming weeks. Looking forward to that. You can follow me on Twitter at ClayYoungBR, Facebook backslash Clay Young, and my email address, if you want to reach me, is clay at podcast225.com. Take care of yourselves and one another, and I'll catch you next time right here on podcast225.com. Thanks for listening. Join us next week for another edition of The Clay Young Show.